Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, it is Monday morning at 9.47 a.m. Today is the 28th. So it's pretty good. Three more days. End of August. It's crazy, guys. This month is flying by so fast. Or, pff, 2017 is flying by so fast. But, you know, they say that your perception of time... Uh, speeds up as you get older because each year is a smaller part of your life so if you think about it i mean that really does make sense you got a million memories from when you're a kid but you also keep your memories from a kid because you keep memories of your firsts you know that's you keep your memories of your firsts and that's pretty big so it's you know it's a good time, I guess. I don't know. I would have liked to have hung on to this year. It's been a great summer so far. Weather here in Kentucky this summer has been amazing. Which I feel like we've had a lot of on and off summers recently. I remember a couple of years ago it just felt like it rained all summer. It was the shittiest summer ever. It was just hot and it just rained all summer. Ugh. Sucked ass. Um... But that's sort of beside the point. I guess let's uh, sort of dive right into it. Obviously, the biggest thing that happened this weekend was McGregor-Mayweather fight. And obviously, everybody knows how that one comes out. Mayweather wins. Uh, TKO. Ref stopped it. So we'll sort of cover a few different things here. We'll cover the actual fight, how the actual fight went itself, how I think it went itself. We will cover the results. And we'll cover the reception after the result and sort of what happened and how everybody feels about it. So first of all, the fight itself, 10 rounds, I thought it was a good fight. You know, I've watched, I think that I've probably watched the last like five Mayweather fights, you know, all the way through the last, over the last few years, the last five. And that's not a lot. I mean, so that says that the guy had already fought 45 fights before he got to that, but you know, whatever. So, I had already watched, you know, those, and I, so I, I have an idea of how um, Floyd Mayweather fights. Um, you know, he's a he's traditionally he's a very defensive fighter, hangs back, learns your moves. He keeps that right hand up next to his face and sort of fights you from a guard and stuff like that. You know, and comes over the top and everything. That's sort of his. That's his deal. That's how he goes. I was very, very pleased with this fight. I was, I was very happy with it because both guys were very active the entire fight. I mean, I think the slowest that it went was the first round after McGregor charged him and sort of beat him up. He stood back and just sort of kept his right hand out at him the whole time, testing, his, testing Void's guard. That was the slowest that it went. I, I feel like, if I remember correctly, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Maybe I watched, maybe I didn't watch the same fight as everybody else. I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot. But it, just, it seemed to me like they were just active the whole time. Somebody was doing something. Somebody was, somebody was antagonizing the other guy. You know, they were going after each other the whole time. There wasn't really a period of time. It wasn't a slow... 
I heard a lot of people complaining, you know, bitching and whining, saying, uh, I, I paid less money for the Pacquiao fight, and it was a hundred times better than this. Like, first of all, if you think the Pacquiao fight was better, you're an idiot. You're, you have half a brain. The Pacquiao fight was, was garbage. It was dog shit. Mayweather even came out and said after that fight, it was so bad. People talked about how bad it was. He came out and apologized for it. This was a great fight. There was there was movement. It, there was dynamics to it. There was always there was always an actual fight going on. Somebody was always throwing hands, and somebody was always guarding. You know, and it, and they traded. They traded rounds. I mean, they were going you know in and out every single round. It was it was great. You know, so I, all these people that are saying that this was a bad fight. I don't, I don't, I just don't think they understand. Either they don't understand how it, how it's, either people, there's too many UFC fans that watched it that didn't like it because it wasn't as action-packed as a UFC fight, or there was a bunch of McGregor fans that were butthurt. But, you know, I, I mean, I, that's, I guess, you know, that's whatever. You, you can choose to be upset about it, I suppose. I don't know. I, I don't, I think that unless you bet money on it, it shouldn't matter to anybody who won uh, these people that are getting emotionally invested in it, that's a little ridiculous. But, you know, um, I wanted i wanted to see McGregor win. I, I, I really did. I wanted to see him win it. I wanted to see him come away with it. You know, I tried to be as unbiased as I could with you guys, but I, I wanted to see uh, McGregor come out with it. I thought it would have been really cool to see him get the win, but he didn't. And for a couple of important reasons, he he did not he did not get he did not get that win. You know, as as far as the the points and the scoring goes, I think it, that it was very I think it was very close. I think that probably if you I don't know some people I can understand the stoppage and also I can't because it was very it was very clear that Conor McGregor was tired. It was very clear that he was fatigued and he was worn out by the time that it had gotten to the 10th round. I mean, easy to tell. Um, and when you're in there and you're probably as worn out as he is trying to avoid Floyd Mayweather, two minutes could seem like two hours, to be honest with you. So I could understand that. But at the same time, it was very easy to see just based on looking at Connor and looking at Connor and how he was taking the hits. It... it that last shot that made him stumble didn't have I don't and I agree I I believe that with the wholeheartedly that it didn't have anything to do with how how hard Floyd hit him that he was he was rocked and was close to knocking him out he was he was fatigued and he got hit he got hit and he got hit hard and he stumbled and he almost he almost lost it and went down he almost hit the ground and which I say almost hit the ground, but really, I mean, he stumbled like one, uh, one or two steps, and he was fine, and the and the ref called it. So personally, I think that it could have lasted longer. I don't think they needed to stop it. I think it was the stoppage was a little unnecessary, but I can see why they did it because going off of appearances, I guess they wanted to save they wanted to save the fight. There's probably a lot of people, um, and it's easy to think this way. I I feel like. That are McGregor, that are Mayweather haters, that are saying, you know, per the usual, the refs usually fa uh, usually favor Mayweather, 
and in this case they would especially since it's a boxer versus an MMA fighter and they saw Connor start to sort of lose it and they waved it off to ensure that nothing crazy would happen in the last two rounds. You could say that. I've heard that. I don't think that that's true, but, you know, whatever. I suppose you could get away with, with saying that. So, but Connor got to this point. He, he got to that position. He took this L, you know, regardless of the stoppage, the, the, the scoring was very close. I, I've heard people say that, I heard people say 5-5, five, five. I heard people say 5-4 up to, up to round uh, 10. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I think the scoring would have been very close. Mayweather would definitely still win it, I believe, but it'd be off a split decision. Unless Connor just got some ridiculous second wind in the last two rounds and dominated. Because I don't think he was going to knock him out at that point. He was too sluggish. But if he could have got a second wind and played smarter, he maybe could have won a decision, but I don't think it's very likely. But... You know, the scoring, I think, was very close. But the main reason that Connor took this L was two really big deals that just totally blew my mind, that I couldn't believe he fell so short on. He was very, he was fatigued very early. At least it looked like it. You could tell by round four he was starting to slow down a little bit. And maybe he wasn't totally gassed by then, but he wasn't as sharp then either. So he, you could tell that he wasn't as conditioned as he needed to be. And then number two, and this is probably one of the biggest ones right here, that he did not have any defense. He had no defense in that fight. I cannot believe that they did not train him for that much defense. He was, he was very skilled offensively. His punches landed with great accuracy. He was tight. You know, he was tagging him left and right. He had great aim and precision, and his speed was really close. He was right there with, with Mayweather, but he had no defense. And that's huge. You can't win a fight with no defense. The only reason that I think the scoring was that close is because him and Mayweather traded so much because Connor was so accurate. That's the only way that he that it was even close is because Connor is that good of a striker. He's that good of a puncher that uh that you know he could keep the scoring close like that because Mayweather was great on both sides. He was good defensive and offensive. Connor was great offensive and had no defense and that was sort of what made it suffer because it looked like he was getting beat up all night. And he he was never really getting tagged and getting beat that bad by Mayweather, but it's hard to tell when you see a guy getting hit with these little squirrel taps all night. And then a big punch comes in and makes him stumble. It looks like he's been getting the shit kicked out of him. But, you know, Connor didn't leave swollen and bloody and stuff like that. You know, they stopped the fight before any, any real blood was drawn or anything. You know, his face was red and maybe a little puffy. But you could tell he hadn't been getting beat on real bad all night. You know, he was taking it real easy. Um, so, you know, it... It definitely wasn't like Floyd was just dominating and just beating him down. That 100% was not the case. But when you're when you wear yourself out or when you get worn out like that and you are playing or are fighting with no defense, it's easy to make it it's easy for it to seem it's easy for it to look like somebody is 
either running away with it or that they're muscling you around. Which I don't think that he was getting muscled around, but like I said, that's just the way that it looks. It was the way that it seemed, and that's totally fair to think that. So, that, I mean, I definitely, that, it surprised me with how, I don't want to say how poor he prepared, because Connor prepared very well for it. I mean, all things concerned, he went 10 rounds with, with, he went 10 rounds with someone that people are saying is the greatest boxer of our generation, one of the greatest boxers of all time. He went, he went 10 rounds with him. And he landed his shots well. I mean, he he was he was, you know, he was throwing it at Floyd, and he was he was, you know, putting it on him. You know, by it, it wasn't exactly like he was lucky that he lasted that long. Like he was putting in he was putting in just as much work as Floyd was. A hundred percent. He went ten rounds with him, and that's something that not a lot of people can say. You know, not a lot of people that. I don't, that I don't think anybody that's not a professional boxer can say. So I think that that's a pretty big deal, and that should, that should definitely go to his credit. Um, another thing that surprised me is how good Mayweather was. I remember second, maybe third round, when Mayweather started testing Connor's defense, when he was trying to come over the top, hit him with a couple of punches, that Floyd is... Floyd was surprisingly fast. He wasn't as quick as he used to be, but I mean, we're, I mean, he, it was, it was surprising how quick he still was. For a 40 year old man, he, he still got the juice, for sure. He still, he still does, 100%. And another thing is, I was also very surprised by how many hits Floyd was willing to take. Because, he was getting beat up in there, 100%. There's no way that you can avoid that because Connor was tagging him. He was getting beat on. Uh, and he was eating so many of those punches, and I couldn't believe it. That, that big uppercut that Connor McGregor landed, maybe second or third round, I can't remember for sure, but that big uppercut that he tagged him with, I couldn't believe that Floyd let himself get exposed for that. I was surprised with how he was eating some of those punches because he was. He was taking them, and I couldn't believe how he was letting himself get abused like that. But he was handling it. He was dealing with it, and that should be to his credit. You know, Connor went 10 rounds with it, and Floyd went 10 rounds and was letting himself get hit by somebody who had a cannon for an arm. I mean... That's that says a lot. This fight said a lot about both fighters for where they are in their careers. Connor, a first-time boxer, and Mayweather, a 40-year-old man out there fighting, and that's tough. They, I mean, it was, it it said a lot of good things for both guys about their their skill level, their athleticism, and so I think that. It, it both fighters really showed out. Did they? It was it was a really good fight. I don't think there's any way you can look at this and say that it was it was it was a negative a negative turnout. I just I, I don't buy that. They because they both they both fought really good. It was a great fight. I was really happy with it. Um, but you know the big thing in, in all of this is if you pay attention at the very end, you know again, McGregor holds up. This is another reason that I like Conor because he is true to his convictions. Conor McGregor 
talks more shit than most people, and he probably talks a lot more shit than he should, but he backs it, he backs it up, number one, he always backs it up, and then number two, he is humble in victory and defeat. Those are, those are basically two quotes by Conor McGregor right there. And if, the, if anything, this shows you, because the, the beginning of it, the talking shit, the press conferences, it's all a show. It might as well not mean anything. Sure, you could say that maybe they're playing head games and stuff like that. They're trying to get at each other and stuff. But it doesn't mean much unless they're successful and they can get in each other's heads, which I don't believe is the case with this fight. I, I, I just don't see it with these two because they're both too good at what they do. They're, they're both too sure of their right to be champions to let somebody shake them of it. So... Because they just, they know how capable they are. They, they, they know themselves too well to let somebody get in their head and, and give them, you know, get some seeds of doubt in there. Um, but I think it really shows to how much of a class act that Conor McGregor can be under all circumstances. Because what was one of the first things that he said after... The fight was over, you know, he, they're asking about how the fight went and stuff like that. You know, Conor McGregor said only good things about Floyd. He talked about how much of a, how good of a competitor he was. He said, man, he's a motherfucker in that ring. You know, he's, he's, he is amazing when you get in there. He's still got it. And that, I mean, I feel like that says a lot for somebody that got, that a lot was riding on. Not necessarily, because he didn't really have anything to lose in this fight, but that maybe a lot was riding on, you know, for him to come out like that and say that, I, I just think shows what a great class act it is. And then at the post-fight press conference that they had, you know, they they both came out, dapped Floyd did his piece, dapped up with each other, both of them only said good things about each other, you know, about how skilled, how talented, how surprised they were with each other's ability and stuff. I And I think that that's what the sport should be. I don't like Mayweather for what he is off at what he is outside the ring. The kind of person that he is outside the ring. You know, domestic violence when you're one of the deadliest men alive with two hands, I don't think that that's justified and and I don't I don't like that. But those two guys had a classy showing after the at the end of the fight and that's all that you can ask for. That's 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 good right there that's what you want to see that's what the sport is about right there and and i think that that is important you know i really do i think that people should recognize that and see what that's for now with that being said that opens up room for a lot of hearsay you know because personally i think it is the mutual respect that each other had that they have for each other now as fighters who who know how good they are at what they do and for Floyd to see how good that McGregor can be to train against one of the best, and for McGregor to see how good the best can be even at 40 years old, I think that that I think that that mutual respect that they could develop for each other shapes shaped out and and showed itself in that press conference. But a lot of people will say that that the way that they acted is evidence to see how rigged it was. You know, Conor McGregor had a net worth of like $35 million before the fight. And God knows, I think that before Mayweather was worth almost a billion dollars. And now, at the end of the fight, 
Conor McGregor doubled his net worth. He made $30 million off that fight guaranteed. Mayweather made another $100 million and, and crossed over the billion dollars. He's in the billion dollar club. Him, Michael Jordan, and Tiger Woods are the only three sports personalities that have got that have that have gained over a hundred million over a, a billion dollars in their careers, and that's huge. So a lot of people are saying that it's rigged. Now personally, I don't believe that. I don't believe that it was rigged just because I don't know. I think that it's stupid to assume that it was rigged. There's been other fights where that you know Mayweather's been in where it's been like he's gotten away with some questionable stuff, you know. That could have made it seem like it was in his favor. But I don't know. I think based on the way that it went, it was 100% designed to be a payday for both of them. Make no mistake about that. But saying that is a lot different than saying that it was it was rigged and it was designed to have Mayweather win his 50th. Because I think that, that, that both guys had just as much of a chance to come away with it really either way uh, that's what I believe but you know um they still you know I, I think it was a good fight I, I liked the way that both guys worked it out I thought that it was pretty smart I couldn't I, I was I had a couple of surprises you know like I said couldn't believe that McGregor got tired that fast and that he played so little defense and I couldn't believe that Mayweather was so aggressive and also played so little defense and let himself get hit. That both both things surprised me, but both things both all of those are what made it in to be such a good fight. So I was I was excited with it. You know, I was happy with it. I was pleased. I watched it on Facebook. You know, there's I knew that somebody was gonna have it online. That's why I didn't pay a hundred dollars and I didn't go to some stupid fight party because I knew I'd be able to watch it in bed on the internet and I did. And it was, and I was pleased with it. I was, I was happy with it. But so, you know, it's a good time. We'll wait and see how things pan out here. You know, um, obviously, uh, I think this weekend. I'm pretty sure that this week is the first week of football, guys. Woo! First week of football. I am so excited, man. I'm so excited. Oh. Gosh, I have been waiting for this all year. It's like something to live for again, the summer. It's a bad sign because football means the summer is almost over, which I'm depressed about. But, man, football being here, it almost makes it worth it, dude. I'm telling you what. Um, I guess the biggest thing going on in football right now, other than it being week one, is just who's playing and stuff like that. You know, I saw the thing Julian Edelman... Torn ACL, probably going to be out for the whole season. He'll be lucky if he can come back for the playoffs because the Pats will definitely make it to the playoffs. And I heard some people talking about, you know, oh, it's, you know, so bad for, it sucks so bad for them, for the Patriots that he's out. No, it doesn't. This Julian Edelman being gone doesn't mean anything. The Patriots are a system team. It is a system built and designed by Bill Belichick. They will be just fine. They were fine without Julian Edelman when they had Wes Welker. They'll be fine without Julian Edelman now, knowing he's going to be coming back at some point. They're going to make it. You know, Julian Edelman is no huge talent. It's He's in the perfect role with the perfect quarterback for him. That's all that it is. So, to act like the Pats are going to be suffering because of that, no, that's just not true. They'll, they'll be just fine without him. 
they'll still make a deep run for a Super Bowl. They'll have a great season. That's just the way that it is. And uh, I'm glad that Le'Veon Bell has 100% decided to come back and play this year for the Steelers. I'm glad that he just he decided to come come in and, and start suiting up and getting everything together because he's going to be a key player for this season. Because since all since the CTE development, you know, they tested 111 football players and 110 of them showed signs of CTE, and it was everywhere from the high school level and up. You know, Ben has showed a, a lot of concern with that because he always talks about wanting to remember his kids and wanting to have a life with his kids after football. And there's a lot of talk that maybe this could be his last season. And if that's the case, if that's going to be his last season, um, either, you know, they either they need Josh Dobbs to really show up and, and show how good of a quarterback he can be. Or we need to have this needs to be it. This needs to be the year. They need to rope in a seventh Super Bowl. You know, every year with Pittsburgh, since they beat the Cardinals, it's it's the stairway to seven, and um, they've got everything they need to make it happen to to win it. And I feel like they've had what they needed to win it. You know, every year for like the past maybe two or three years, but something always happens. Somebody Le'Veon Bell is suspended. Martavis Bryant is suspended. Somebody is hurt. Uh, ben is hurt. Le'Veon Bell is hurt. D'Angelo Williams is hurt. Uh, I 100% believe two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, when Peyton retired, when they went, when the Broncos went and they won that Super Bowl against Carolina, there's not a doubt in my mind based on how the how the patriots played or not the patriots but based on how they uh the steelers played they were two players away from making from making that win cuz they had a shot wait did they play denver yeah no they played denver not the patriots there's not a doubt in my mind they could have won that game against denver and if they if they had they would have come back d'angelo williams and uh, Antonio Brown would have been back 100% to play the Patriots. They would have won and gone to the Super Bowl and smacked the Panthers. There's not a doubt in my mind. But the the Bengals got that cheap shot on Antonio Brown and knocked him out. And D'Angelo Williams got hurt. And even Ben got hurt in that game against the the Bengals. But you know what? They talked about Ben's shoulder being so bad. First play of the game, in that Broncos game, Ben throws the Ben throws a forty-yard bomb. First offensive play of the game. He set the tone early to show that he was still capable. And so there's no doubt in my mind that they could have they could have made it happen. They could have pulled that out, but it didn't happen. You know, it was the end of the season for him. That's just how it goes. But this year, we've, they've got all their weapons. Everybody's dialed in. Everybody's going for it. You know, where there's not. Hopefully, there's not any crazy shakeups or something. Granted, somebody always gets hurt every time they play the Bengals. But hopefully, you know, the Bengals are so garbage this year. Hopefully, it won't matter. That's what I'm hoping. Because a bunch of convicts play for the Bengals. It's like the teams. It's like how the Raiders used to be. They just switched with the the uh the Bengals but anyway so I'm hoping it's going to be a good season I've got a lot of hope this season 
this fall is going to be looking really good for for me and for hopefully for for this for me doing these episodes and stuff there'll be a lot to talk about in the sporting world between football and basketball coming right around the corner man i'm i'm excited i'm excited it's going to really is i hope and it's really going to take off and happen for us but um I guess uh, that's really all that we have for today. You know, maybe if something else comes up, I might jump back in. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. As always, I appreciate anybody listening who does. Um, you can always hit me up on Twitter at the Real DA Perry for any uh, feedback or suggestions or, or, or whatever. You know, I always appreciate it. And, um, you know, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Have a good one.